Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our Creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this time is a time set aside for us to worship and pray, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose and let it out through your mouth. In through the nose and out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Seal the lips and exhale through the nose. Continue to breathe with your own rhythm of breath. In through the nose and out through the nose. Genesis 2, 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. So as you begin to notice your breath, I just invite you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and know that he is as close to you as your next breath. As you continue to breathe in and out through the nose, I just want you to begin to notice what your breath is like. Where do you feel your breath in your body? Is it high up in your chest? Or can you begin to slow your breath down and let it come all the way down to the bottom of your belly? Maybe begin to notice your ribs expand your belly expand as you breathe in. And then as you exhale, imagine you're emptying a balloon, releasing that stale air, making room for fresh, life-giving oxygen. And then just begin to let each breath become a little longer and a little slower than the last. Now I invite you to just begin to notice your body. If you're seated in a chair while you're listening, just plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall. Or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. If so, just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I just invite you to relax your shoulders away from your ears. Relax your jaw. Unfurrow your brow and continue to breathe deeply the breath of life. 
to connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to practice breath prayer. This practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. Our breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we begin to let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, more of you. And as you exhale, less of me. Inhale more of you. And exhale less of me. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath. Inhaling more of you and exhale less of me. This week is the final week of our restoration series. In the message, Aaron challenged us to think about the rules of the law versus a relationship with the Father. He asked the question, what is the relationship between rules and God's presence in our life? Why do I have to have rules if it's just about faith in Christ? Aaron read from Galatians 2.15 to 3.28 and explained that what Paul was saying is that if we could have achieved righteousness by keeping the rules, then Jesus didn't have to die. Paul's message was that because of Christ, Gentiles did not have to become Jewish to worship God. Paul's argument is that the ability to keep the rules doesn't come from understanding the task list. It comes from Christ at work in us. Friends, the timing of this sermon for me could not have been more divinely orchestrated. Every year for the last three years, I've started my year with a Daniel fast. It's been an amazing way to kick off the new year and helps bring my focus back to Jesus. Every time I've done it, it's been an amazing experience of hearing God's voice, but it is a lot of rules. There's no meat, no dairy, no sugar, no caffeine for 21 days. So as I do with years past, I began 2023 thinking, I can keep these rules for 21 days. Even knowing through my past experience that it's God's strength that gets me through the 21 days, not my own. So this year, I was at about day two or three into my fast, and my flesh took over. My flesh convinced me that I didn't need to do this because it's just a bunch of rule following, and that's not what God's after. God's after my heart. So why do I need to do this and keep all these rules? So I decided to quit the fast and went back to indulging my flesh. And throughout the past couple months, I've heard God's call to come back to the fast. Aaron invited the staff to fast in one of our, fa in our staff meetings. I could hear you, God, but I'm not going to do it. I'm busy indulging my flesh. Then at a staff prayer time, we read Psalm 63. 
And when it came my turn to read aloud, I read Psalm 63, verse 5, and it says this, My soul will be satisfied as with fat, rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Again, I told myself, I hear you, God, but I am not going to do it. It's too many rules, and I love food. Then in my team prayer time, we read Psalm 63, and again, it came my turn to read out loud, and I read verse 5. My soul will be satisfied as with fat, rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Okay, God, I hear you. I will come back to the fast. So friends, I started the fast on April 1st, and Aaron preached the sermon on April 2nd directly to my heart. Because he, as he said, acts that lead to life lead to life, and acts that lead to death lead to death. In the end, this fast isn't about keeping the rules. It's about acts that lead to life. Choosing nutritious foods that help clear my mind and help my body function in the way it was created to function so that I can experience the relationship with God that he intended us to have. So that the distraction of brain fog from all the sugar is gone so that I can hear his still small voice when I spend time with him. It's not about the rules. It's about acts that lead to life, lead to life. Romans 6, 20, 23 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification, and its end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The fruit you get leads to sanctification, and its end, eternal life. Acts that lead to life, lead to life. Just like Aaron said, when I say yes to Jesus, I give up my right to ways of thinking that are inconsistent with God's created order. This doesn't remove temptation or my desire to do my own thing. It changes how I respond to my temptations because those things always lead to death. And as Aaron said, it would be great if when we gave our life to Jesus, we were magically zapped of all of our fleshly thoughts. But we are not. The old self tries to resurrect itself. Those old voices are still at war within you. But we have to stop listening to those voices. And the only way to do that is to replace the flesh voice with the voice of God. And how do we do that? We spend time in his presence and the flesh voice doesn't get weaker, but I get stronger. Friends, I know this to be true firsthand. I've experienced it in the past when I've fasted for 21 days. I'm sure that you've experienced this too. But what voice are you listening to at the moment? Were you like me where you were running, trying to indulge the flesh, knowing what God was calling to you? That fleshly voice, it's inviting you to acts that lead to death. 
Or are you listening to the voice of God reminding you of the truth that acts that lead to life, lead to life? So I invite you to just take a moment and reflect on the choices in your life that you are currently making. Are they bringing you life? Are they bringing you towards Jesus and his creative design for your life? Or are they bringing you further away from God? As I say every week, there is no condemnation in Christ. This is not a space for condemnation. This is just a space for you to reflect. So take a moment and talk with the Lord about the choices that you are currently making. Romans 6, 20 through 23 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Aaron asked this question before communion and it was so good, so I will ask it again here. When Jesus gave his life for you and I, was he simply calling us to a system of beliefs? To a checklist of actions? Or was he calling us to an intimate connection with him? And if that's what he's calling us to, are we allowing that to happen? Or are we getting in the way with our own process? So again, I just invite you to take some time and talk with the Lord about that. Romans 6, 20 through 23 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father God, I just want to thank you for the rules that you have in place for us that are for our own good. That they are there to help us have life and have it to the fullest. Lord, thank you that your desire is for us to be in relationship with you so that we can understand your heart behind the rules. 
Lord, forgive us for the times when we get in our own way and our fleshly voice is louder than yours. Lord, when we find ourselves in those times, help us to remember to choose that acts that lead to life lead to life so that we can get back to the space where we can hear your still small voice. Lord, our heart's desire is to be in relationship with you and live as you intended us to live. We love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Oh God.